Earlier this week, I spoke to Gida Novik after he resigned as a director from the board of the Takatso Consortium. Now, the Takatso Consortium is the organization who wants to buy a stake of 51% in the SAA. Now, Novik was once the CEO of Comair and he founded Kalula. He also recently co-founded the airline Lyft. And he represented minority shareholders on the Takatso board. But he resigned, citing a lack of transparency within the board. He said this lack of transparency made it impossible for him to fulfill his fiduciary duties as a director. And tonight we're going to hear the other side of the story. Chepu Mashlule is on the line. He is the CEO of Harif General Partners and the chairman of the Takatso Consortium. Harif is the majority shareholder of Takatsu. Chepu, thank you so much for joining me tonight. What is your take on Novik's resignation? Thanks for having me so that we can clarify our side of this story. We really welcome that it was really appropriate under the circumstances and the conflicts which had reached the state of being now so very glaring in the manner that they were. And perhaps to give you a bit of context, what had happened, and perhaps many people would not be aware that as opposed to maybe just seeing a resignation on Monday. You know, you're not aware that in the past two weeks, we were made aware by the lawyers of SAA that they had been approached by Lyft, that Lyft was looking to get into a partnership with them for a code share, interline, and a profit share agreement proposals. And then what then we think of that type of proposal from a competition point of view and we are now in the thick of things in that process and we have been engaging you know with Lyft and Global in that whole competition commission process and we have been requesting them to supply responses to the commission which we've been waiting for more than two months and therefore when this sort of like happened I don't think we were too surprised because these risks of competition and conflict, which we have been managing with Lyft since late February, and on which we had agreed with Lyft and Global about a very comprehensive conflict of interest policy as we got into the very active phase of crafting the proposal and then this bird and like getting the transaction going with the government. That conflict, we've always been there, we've always talked about it, but now it was getting to a very dangerous state Mm. in the sense that now this entity, when we started, basically had 1% of the market, you know, was not too much of a challenge. Last year, February, when we started talking to Lyft as partners, and now it is like 4% of the market because of the demise of Comair and like SAA. So therefore, it became a bit of a challenge. And Lyft did go out in the market and say that they are intending on like, you know, taking over the domestic market. And they wanted to do a deal on that regard, perhaps with SAA. So it really created a big challenge for us. If I understand you correctly, of course, Guido Novik was one of the co-founders of Lyft. So what you're saying is he went to the SAA while the negotiation with the government is still ongoing and the competition authorities still need to rubber stamp the deal. And without your knowledge, he negotiated a co-chairing agreement with the SAA. And when you heard about it, there was a bit of a, a fallout. And that's why he resigned. 
from our point of view, we got this resignation. We know that discussions with SAA have been uh, started. Whether they were concluded or not, we don't know. But this was not with us. They were done as lit. We know that the discussions started. We know that there was meetings he had with the management of SAA outside of ourselves and doing these uh, proposals for this partnerships outside of Takadzo. On the show, Gironovic said he resigned due to a lack of transparency. He said he requested information from the Takatsu board related to the status of the 3 billion rand the consortium is set to raise to fund the SAA post the deal. And he also was looking for information regarding the government's intention to pay off the remaining debt within the SAA and there was no response from the Takatsu board and that he therefore couldn't fulfill his fiduciary duties as a director. What is your response to his argument? Those are two different issues. The one of conflict of interest and then going and negotiating with the same entity with your different asset whilst you're bidding for it is one different issue. The one of them saying that you do not know what is going within the consortium is another issue. The conflict is a real one, and like, you know, it then led to that. We really welcome that one. The one of saying you did not have information as to what is going on is exactly because of we cannot give you all the information because you are a direct competitor with the same entity that is buzzing for that same asset. You know, when we started, we agreed that only certain information will be there. You know, we've got board resolutions which are signed wherein we agreed to sign the assailant purchase agreement. That is clear. When we sort of like submitted the competition commission thing, we shared that with them that we are now at the stage whereby we're going to submit this thing. The bulk of this entity is really putting together a business plan and negotiating this agreement and raising funds for this exactly initiative. So there isn't operations that can be shared with a competitor who's currently operating. So those things that we needed to share have been shared. And then the issue of saying, you know, let's have a shareholder meeting was one which they had like suggested. Until there's been more traction, let's have a shareholder meeting in January once all the CPs have been met by government. Because as of now, there's still a bit of like no time needed that all these have been met. But the conflict The issue of the transaction going ahead are two different issues. And then the issue of sharing information, there have been disengagements. We met in March. We agreed on that in terms of leading the transaction, doing all that. Herod will be taking the lead because of the conflict of operationally and otherwise of left and global. And that is the position. We met again in May. And we have documentation to that effect, thanking us for that update. We met again sometime in June, but we cannot give details of what the Mm -hmm. strategy and the business plan is because it's exactly of a competitor, which is exactly in the market. Everybody knew that he was involved with Lyft when negotiations with government started. Was the conflict only developed recently when he approached the SAA? No, no, no. I think from the beginning, we've been talking about the conflict and managing it. Remember there were times when we were asked about mango and everything and all that, and Mm. we said that we are managing those risks. And, you know, we've never said that there aren't those risks. And we are 
saying that uh, left is not involved in the sharing of information because of exactly those lefts. So we've yeah. been aware of those conflicts and managing them all along. And from the beginning, we've said it to the market and we've said it also like, you know, to SAA and government because it was important to them that until the transaction is consummated, that we cannot share sensitive information with a competitor which is already in the market. What is the status with the SAA deal? It's been over 18 months now. And do you foresee that there will eventually be a deal? Because it seems the longer it drags out, it may become less likely that a deal will be signed. I won't disagree with you that this has been a very long period. It's a very frustrating transaction, engaging in this very public sort of like process and trying to sort of like acquire a, a national airline. Everybody has like a view on it. And we're also doing it on the back of an environment wherein there was like state capture, there was a lot of corruption and there was all that. And, and we understand the frustration of the market. And the time it has taken really doesn't help. I won't lie to you. We are very frustrated by the process, but we remain very committed to closing and wrapping up this transaction. We believe that we are now at a point wherein it is now with the competition commission. There's now very engaged processes with the commission. We believe that the department is now very engaged, very committed to sort of like doing that. There are challenges, but we are now seeing some real traction in terms of the form of engagement. We pray there can be a proper commitment to resolving the business rescue process, because that is a major issue that needs to be resolved towards closure. The competition commission process needs to be wrapped up in that regard. From a health point of view, in terms of like you no know, funding and our envisaged partners, we can confirm that from our risk capital contribution side of things, it is in place. And we have like also confirmed interest from our senior lenders who are all waiting, but their funding on that side is contingent on seeing you know, that historical issues wrapped up. Because you can imagine the sensitivity and uh, the anxiety about saying you need to wrap it up, you need those conditions to be met in the way that we have said they would be met. We are right now pushing hard. The window is closing. It does not remain open forever. The market has changed from what it was 12 months ago, 18 months ago. Even our international partners that we are talking to, our international operators that we are talking to, they all say the same thing. As we're speaking now, the commitment is still there to do this and then still you know, be supportive of what we envisage to do. But I agree with you, that window closes every month very fast. Just lastly, are you only waiting for the competition authorities or are there still certain issues that need to be negotiated with government? For example, the three and a half billion debt that is uh, still on the SAA balance sheet, which, you know, one of your conditions was that that needs to be paid by government. You're not going to assume that debt. And also that you need to source the three billion rand to put in as uh, operating capital during the first few years of the operation. So are those things sorted out and you're only waiting for the competition commission or is there still some boxing with uh, the Department of Public Enterprises? There's no boxing. There's agreement that those things you know, must uh, happen. 
the wrapping up and then the sealing of those obligations of the business rescue processes, we have always said they must be wrapped up and done. You know, anybody in our position would need to know that that process is wrapped up and done, that you don't have anything that can come back and bite you. That certainty for any person of our nature or any entity would need that. Without that, I don't think there are too many people who take that risk. And uh, that needs to be sorted out besides the competition commission issues. On our side, as I have sort of confirmed earlier on, you know, in terms of like, you know, our funding and our envisaged partners, we can confirm that our risk capital contribution is in place. And then we can also confirm that, you know, the interest from our senior lenders, you know, is also there. But on that side of things, it's still waiting to like wrap up those CPs which are contingent on the wrapping up the BRP processes. I think for us it is a major issue because I think our funders on that side need the certainty mm. that you know the obligations will be met. That was Chepo Mashluli. He is the chairman of the Takatsu Consortium.